Welcome everybody back to the Friar Talk podcast and YouTube channel. Today we're going to be recapping the Marlin series. Um, when ended up being a pretty good series, my opinion on it going in was that I wanted them to take two of three, and I did think that the Wednesday series, the, the Wednesday's game, was the toughest game just out of that group, um, just because you have Alcantara on the mound for the Marlins, and we'd seen that Ryan Weathers had has been really struggling of late. Um, and then that's, I mean, Alejandra pitched phenomenal. And then Weathers also came out and had another rough outing. But overall, uh, potentially going up two games on the Reds. They're playing right now. Um, we'll see what the outcome of that game is. But right now we're recording this at the bottom of the ninth. So we're kind of tuning in on that as well. But Chase, what, is, what was just your overall thoughts of the series? And do you think that this was a positive series given that the Padres took two out of three? Yeah, uh, we saw with the first game of the series, it was a really good game. Musgrove came out, did a pretty good job. And then yesterday being a bullpen game, it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be, especially the way Stammen started off the game. I was like, well, we kind of put ourselves in really early in the game, and then it got worse. And, you know, we eventually came back. It was a little rocky towards the end, but you know what? Our bats came around. Nola was huge. He's been great. There was not off the I.L., and then today was the day that I thought we would lose. It all depended on kind of how Ryan Weathers, if he was going to bounce back from his last two starts, wasn't the case. And Alcantara had one hell of a game. So it's, you know, it, positives and some negatives. But the greatest probably aspect that we could take away is that Austin Nola is back and he is balling out. Um, yeah, I thought I thought it was a good series overall. I think that uh, you know the bats were very did very well outside of this past outside of the last game where, where they put up zero runs. Um, Cronenworth sat out, Fam sat out, so that was a little bit of a. I mean, it's a rest day for them, but that was unfortunate to see the rest of the lineup put up zero runs. Um, other than that, though, you know, I thought it was very good to see Musgrove had an amazing outing. Uh, the bullpen held it down, so that way the rest of the you know the lineup could put up the runs and win the game for us and. Um, Successful series. The Reds, like you mentioned, still tied. Um, Reds on first and third. So, I mean, we'll see how that goes. But the the bright side is that we gained some games on the on on the Reds, and unfortunately, we couldn't gain any on on the Giants because I don't know they're getting pretty lucky. And the Dodger, I don't think we gained any on the Dodgers either. But good series. Yeah, they've. I mean, it was overall good series. Um, the Giants and the Dodgers. We, we've talked about this before. It seems like pretty much any time the Padres win, those teams win. Those teams win as well. And if the Padres lose, then I mean, so, sometimes they gain some games, but like it, it never seems that the Padres wins or win the Giants and the Dodgers lose. So definitely tough to gain some some ground there. Um, but getting you know a little bit larger gap between the Padres and the Reds was is definitely like you know the main thing right now. Um, and that's a, it's also a huge deal because the Reds play the Pirates. I someone commented earlier today twelve more times. Um, so that's that's a significant advantage for the Reds. So, you know, getting that gap up a little bit is is really critical right now, um, especially in the soft part of the schedule. But I think, you know, just looking at this series, I think you guys brought up Austin Nola. His impact is, is massive, um, not only just hitting, but behind the play as well. Um, we've seen, and it wasn't this series, but we've seen how good he looked with Snell. Um, with the, with the bullpen on Tuesday, he did a phenomenal job. I mean, outside of Craig Stammen, the only guy that allowed a run was Strom. So you have, what was it, like seven, eight pitchers that came – I think it was seven. So seven different pitchers that came in, and he's able to, you know, make a lot of adjustments, and he looked great behind the plate. Um, so props to, to Austin Nola because he looked really, really good. Um, and then another guy, 
Manny Machado, we're going to have a segment in a couple days here, but he's also been really, really good as well. Um, but Chase, anything else you, you guys want to add? Uh, just any guys that you think we need to, you know, bring some credit to? Uh, uh, Reese can hear. He kind of has been thriving in that, I guess you would consider a long relief role. He hasn't been the starter that the Padres kind of been needing. They kind of just use him as a long relief and, you know, been thriving in that role. So maybe we just keep him there. And in case anything gets shaky, he can go two to three innings and, you know, really hold it down. He did that today. He's been doing that in these last couple outings, maybe run. So, you know what, it's kind of, a boost to the bullpen and the long relief staff. So I think it's great. Uh, he's been doing great. He's developing at the major league level, like the Padres want. All right. So, I mean, we have a pretty quick recap today, but anyone that's listening on YouTube, we are going to be going live right before the game. Like we normally do for the start of the series. Um, so make sure to tune in that it's, it'll be 40 minutes before the game starts. And, and we'll just talk to about really any questions you guys have and just kind of preview the, the different pitching matchups in that diamond diamondback series. So pretty short segment today, but we're going to have a couple more coming out, you know, the next few days and we'll be going live later tonight. So that's going to do it for this segment. We're going to be talking about the Padres, Padres fifth spot in the rotation. And mainly we're going to be talking about basically removing Ryan Weathers from the rotation. Um, he could potentially be a bullpen piece. He could potentially get moved down to AAA to kind of figure some stuff out. But his struggles have been – they've been going on for a while. Um, if you look back, his last seven games, uh, he has over an 8 ERA. And if you go back even farther, his last 15 games that he's played in, he has a 5-9 ERA. And I think the last three starts, he's allowed – what is it? Six, eight, and eight. So he's allowed over six runs in the last three starts. Like He's really, really been struggling. Um, this does not mean that – that we don't believe in Ryan Weathers moving forward, but he's a very young player. He's our age. Um, there's going to be bumps in the road, and we're definitely seeing one here. So the Padres need to adjust accordingly, um, especially where they're at right now. Uh, they're only three and a half, four and a half games above the Reds. Um, so, you know, they need to get some wins. They need to get some quality starts. And there's a few guys that are great options. Uh, Chase, do you want to go start out with, you know, one of the guys that you've been talking about for a little while now? Yes, and that man is Adrian Martinez. He was absolutely killing it in July. It felt like every time I read an article, he was going like six innings, maybe one earned run, and at least six strikeouts. He was killing it, and he's still been doing that. When Kinnear had gotten calling up, Adrian Martinez had like a whole one point like four ERA lower than he did, but Kinnear got the call up to the major leagues before him. And we saw Nier has kind of been – performing in his short stints coming out of the bullpen or opening up a game. And I feel like Martinez, if Nier's performing at that level, I feel like Martinez can do better just because of the season that he's having. He has all the confidence in the world right now. And that's what you want for someone coming up from the minors and making their major league debut. And we can't really afford to continue to throw out Ryan Weathers if he's going to continue to get absolutely beat up and torn apart by these MLB batters. Six runs every single game. We don't have that opportunity to waste right now because of the Reds. I'd be okay if we had like a seven game uh, lead against the Reds, but no, it's three to four games and that could disappear in a blink of an eye. So I feel like it's time to call up Adrian Martinez. Obviously that fifth spot should be up for grabs right now. Ryan Weathers is absolutely struggling. You saw at the beginning of the year, had some very encouraging starts against the Dodgers, calling him the Dodger killer at one point. I think 
any lefty in our rotation recently for the past couple of years, especially Eric Lauer, has been a Dodger killer for some reason. Um, outside of that, after the whole dead arm thing happened with Ryan Weathers, it's been kind of discouraging. We've seen a bunch of rocky starts out of him. And I'm not saying he's not a talented pitcher. He is a talented pitcher. Obviously, he was a top top 10 prospect in our in our farm for, for a reason. It's just a matter of, you know, it's a bump in the road for a young pitcher. Only, you know, he's first or second youngest player in the league. So uh, there's going to be a lot of a lot of bumps in the road for him. And unfortunately, one of them is right now and one of the most unfortunate times for the Padres, in which we can't really afford for, for, the, for that kind of thing to happen. Um, so obviously, it's time to start looking for other options. And another, well, Chase brought up an option. Adrian Martinez is a good option. Um, Mackenzie Gore, I think, is pitching down in single A or double A right now. I'm not sure, but um, he's another option that's not very ready, but you know, sometimes you just got to throw him in there, see what happens. Um, outside of them, though, I don't, I can't really think of any options off the top of my head. So Adrian Martinez would be the number one guy. Uh, it seems like Jace Tingler's still going to throw Ryan Weathers out there. Uh, so either he's going to pick it up or he's going to move out of the rotation. Um, so hopefully he picks it up because, I mean, I want to see the guy succeed. But at this rate, it looks like he needs to be seasoned a little more down in the minors. And I think that should be the most likely case. Yeah, today kind of felt like a game where it was almost like, all right, if Ryan Weathers doesn't go out there and get a good start, then he's – and maybe he doesn't get sent down necessarily, but he's not going to be that fifth starter. Like, and, and we've seen that he's been a lot better out of the bullpen. At least that's the way I feel about it, that he has been a better pitcher out of the bullpen. So maybe they move him back to the pen. Now, I will say it's pretty crowded right now, although Drew Pomeranz just went down with injury, so he could potentially kind of take that spot. Um, and that would – for his case, that would kind of work out perfectly because then you you know you keep a lefty in the pen like that. Um, but Matt Strom also was you know just came up um, after his injury, so that's kind of where it's at there. Um, you brought Mackenzie Gore. I think that I feel like it's unlikely that we'll see him before September. Um, and Chase, you were bringing up uh, when they brought up Reese Near, and it was kind of interesting that they didn't bring up Adrian Martinez. Um, and if you look at like how well Adrian Martinez has been playing, it's ridiculous. In July, over he had 28.1 innings pitched, right? He had a 0.32 ERA. Absolutely phenomenal. And it's not like some tiny sample size. Like he's going out here and he has been really, really good. I think the only thing that I would kind of be wary of is doesn't have like dominating strikeout numbers. He is pitching in double A, although you know, we've seen a lot of guys just jump up from double A straight to the pros. Like that that happens quite often. Um and we've discussed that in, in past videos where like moving from double A to the MLB and triple A to the MLB isn't that big of a difference. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see if that's the guy they go with. Um, Isaac, you were talking about it. Um, I think there's a couple other options, but I feel like the two biggest names right now, one, because Adrian Martinez has had so much success and then Mackenzie Gore is obviously, you know, the big name, but I think those are the two most likely options that we would see get called up. Um, potentially you see them go after someone on like a waiver wire type deal. I don't really know if that's what they're looking at right now. Um, but Chase, is there anyone else you, you think could possibly be an option? And also what are your thoughts on potentially bringing McKenzie Gore up? I'm always in favor of bringing up McKenzie Gore. He's got all the talent in the world. Supposedly he's fixed his mechanics, his fastballs back up, his locations back up. So if that's all well and good, he's got a couple more pitchers than, 
uh, Ryan Weathers. So like, he would be able to adjust himself and get out of innings a little bit easier than Ryan Weathers. As we've seen it, Ryan Weathers has been kind of underwhelming these past few starts, and the strike haven't really there. He's been up in the major leagues. We have a couple of good games where he'll probably strike, have a nine Ks per nine innings pitched. But other than that, it's kind of underwhelming, except from the start of the season. And since Gore does have more pitches, I feel like he could potentially fool more hits. And honestly, just kind of, we kind of need to see what he has at the major league level at this point. Holding, just continuously holding back is not going to be good for his. De, um, development so yeah we need to see him up this year we need to see at least a few starts and having Ryan Weathers out of the bullpen actually is probably a good thing just because Palm went down we saw when he was in the bullpen that he could pump up to the mid 90s when he needs to in that one inning stretch and I feel like that would probably be the best way to get the most out of his potential as of right now I think you're right Chase I think having him come out of the bullpen would be huge um, Martinez is obviously one of the guys that's going to be not very known among Padres fans. Um, Matt brought up his stats. Looks like he's got some good stuff. And if you can get him out there for a start, maybe later in the month, um, I think that'd be something great. Mackenzie Gore, Chase brought it up. Um, one of the bigger names in the, in the organization that it would be fun to see him. I think everyone would love to see him up here right now. And I think if he can pitch well, it's kind of just a new, it's just a new source of energy for this team that everyone can thrive on. Everyone can, uh, you know, just, it, it's a new start. I guess you can say. As for Weathers, though, it's not that we're bashing Weathers. It's not that we think he sucks. It's just he's a young pitcher who who everyone's going to experience this. You saw Chris Paddock, his rookie year was amazing for a little while, and then come to Dodgers start where it was like the phenom against the legend or something like that when he faced Clayton Kershaw. He got rocked. So, you know, it's just the league's going to catch on to you eventually. Unfortunately for Ryan Weathers, that happened right now. It's – He's got good stuff. It's just a matter of I think that stuff could be better utilized in the bullpen as of right now with Drew Pomeranz going down and with how strong this bullpen can be, it can be even stronger with him. And if he needs some tuning down in the minors, you know, it, it's whatever. It's it's not that he sucks. It's that he's just got a little more work to do before he can be a number two or three in a rotation. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that, Isaac. Um, a couple, one other guy I wanted to bring up really quickly would be uh, Stephen Wilson. Now, I wouldn't expect him to come in and start any games. He's only pitched 19 innings this year, though he has a sub 2.5 ERA. Um, but he's pitching in AAA. He's 26. He's a righty, pretty tall. I think he's like 6'3 or 6'4. Um, a couple people mentioned it in the comment section on a video like a week or two ago um, that he could be a guy that get, gets called up, but he could almost kind of fill a opener and then have near come in after him or then have Strom or whatever the case is, but he could kind of like play that opener role that we saw uh, Stammen play on a uh, Tuesday. So he could potentially be a name to kind of look at. Um, but I do think that right now, I think the best option that the Padres have is to call up Adrian Martinez and give him a start. Um, and it's going to be interesting. I, I think that, you know, you've seen all the success he's had and that's why I would give him the benefit of the doubt, but there's also a pretty good chance that, you know, McKenzie Gore goes out there has a couple, I think they, I don't think they would call him up right now, but if he came in, pitched a couple starts and he looks good, then I think that's when you potentially see him get called up. That's why I was kind of thinking September. Um, but yeah, and also anyone listening, if you guys have any other names that you guys think that, you know, should be brought up, please comment those and, and explain like why that, why that guy is a, is an option in this, uh, in this like, you know, fifth starter spot. Cause also we're kind of saying the fifth starter thing 
assuming that Chris Paddock's going to be back for his next start. So that's also another factor in this. You could potentially kind of be looking for two back end arms. So, you know, they could be even another need there. Um, but anything else you guys want to add? There's one guy I'll mention. Uh, his name's Ethan Elliott. Uh, he's had a couple really good starts and a few rocky ones. The only reason that I wouldn't risk necessarily call him up to be a starter. See, he only really averages around five, if not less than five innings per outing. And that's kind of around, right around where Weathers is at. In his last seven games, he's averaged less than four innings per start for Weathers. Uh, Elliot's probably been better than that. I haven't looked at his numbers recently, but he's another guy that I think the Padres could call up and he could succeed. You know, when he's dominant, he's dominant. When he's not, he's still a relatively good starter. So I feel like that's one other guy the Padres could bring up if not. But for the most part, it goes Adrian Martinez, then Gore, then Ethan Elliott as like a backup of the backup. Like, don't bring him up unless you really, really have to. <laughs> We're going to be talking about Manny Machado because Manny, he deserves a full segment for himself right now. He has been absolutely raking. Um, if you look at his numbers post-All-Star post All-Star break, he's hitting 352 with over 1,000 OPS. And in July... He could have won player of the month. It did go to Joey Votto, who had a tremendous month. Don't want to take anything away from him. But Manny had a slash line of 371, and then his OPS it ended up coming out to a 1.184. So he was balling. Um, the big difference with Votto was Votto did have a few more home runs than him. But got to give Manny some credit because he has been he has been pretty much carrying this offensive late. Um, and we noticed it too. I mean, in a lot of these series – that he doesn't like dominate in, it'll be like, Oh, Manny went, you know, two for 11 or two for 10 or two for 12 or whatever it was. And then those two hits are both crucial RBI hits. And so like, it seems like he's coming up at, you know, at very important times. And also his numbers are absolutely jumping off the page right now. So that's where I'm at with him. Chase, you want to get into Manny Machado a little bit and just how he's been playing? Yeah. And we all know this, but even when Machado is kind of lacking, in a bat, with his bat in a game, he'll still win a game with his defense. Like we've seen it multiple times that he saved the closer, he saved the starter, which is how he plays defense. It feels like anytime there's a ball hit to the left side of the infield, we're trying to get it and throw it to first on a line and always get the guy out. So I, it's just he's been playing out of his mind. I don't think he put it in a you know, defense-wise, offensive-wise, he's practically the MVP of our team right now. And it's kind of hard to say for anyone else. Even when Tatis is fully healthy right now, it kind of feels like Machado might just beat him out for that honor like he did last year because of how well he's been playing. Yeah, um, us Padre fans know how great Manny Machado is. We know how amazing he is on the field with his bat when he catches fire. The rest of the league needs to catch on to that and – give him some respect finally because he's been amazing and and he unfortunately gets overshadowed by the superstar Fernando Tatis you know and that's how that's how it would be on any team um you know any other superstar would get overshadowed by him unfortunately but um well I guess you can say fortunately because he's our superstar but um if this was another 60 game season that ranged from the beginning of June to now maybe other than Joey Votto Manny Machado would probably be the MVP because I mean Look at what he's done. I mean, I think he batted over 300 in June. He's batting 
like 342 in his past 30 games. He's he's been fantastic, and he's really like you know, like Chase said, he's been carrying our offense really. Um, the glove has been. I think at one point he let third base, uh, all third baseman defensive run saved, and and that just shows to how like he should be a Gold Glove winner absolutely this year, and he's putting himself in that MVP conversation. There's there's some guys that you can think of that are putting themselves in that MVP discussion right now, um, maybe not to a crazy extent like Manny is Bryce Harper. You can argue um, Joey Votto is doing really well right now, so there's some guys that you can argue, but Manny Machado is our guy right now, and he's he's holding down the four with Fernando out, so. You know, much love for that guy because uh, I remember the first year we signed him. I was a little skeptical after that first year. I was like, oh, man, like, you know, he didn't have his best year. But it was the fact of matter of, like, his first year in a new city, first year on a new team, on a rebuilding team, and then the next year. And I remember when we were doing the podcast, we we at, at, the, at the beginning of the year last year in the 60-game season, we were a little worried, maybe not to a crazy extent because we knew he'd bounce back, but it was a little scary. And then with a blink of an eye, he's – third in MVP voting and one of the best players in the league along with, along with Fernando has, you know, their top two in war since 2020. So props to that guy because he's been absolutely amazing for us Padre fans. Yeah. And, and that's a, you know, that, that's what happens to a lot of guys that come over from the AL into the NL. It, it takes a little bit to adjust to the new pitching. You know, a lot of guys you've never seen before. Um, and if you kind of look at Manny's like career numbers early on, he was like a mid 700 OPS guy. Um, and then his numbers, you know, progressively got better and better in Baltimore. Um, and that's kind of what it seems like is happening in San Diego as well. Um, but the numbers are just better than they were in Baltimore. I mean, it, this is his prime right now. Uh, also, another thing that I think we should bring up is it's not like he was like Manny was just bad early on. And now he's just been really hot throughout the whole course of the season. Because um, I think this is this is the best stat to kind of describe how his year year's been with runners in scoring position. He's hitting 355 and has over an 1100 OPS. And you've seen clutch hit after clutch hit. Um, and I mean, that's been the whole year. And even early on when he wasn't really able to drive the ball, cause he had, he, you know, he's been, he's been bothered by a shoulder injury somewhat. Um, but we saw early on, like he, and he even talked about like, he couldn't get the pop in his bat. Like he was still driving the ball and he, I think he still had like a 90, like over a 95 exit velocity um, or, 95 percentile exit velocity early on, but he wasn't able to get that lift that he normally does. He only has 21 home runs this year. And I think normally if he was, you know, playing this well, he would, I mean, he could, he could have 30 home runs right now if he had the full strength shoulder the whole year. But even that, even though he hasn't had that full strength, he still come up clutch time and time again. So, you know, you really got to appreciate that because it's not every guy's able to like be missing an element of his game for a while and then still being able to adjust. And then once that, you know, he's fully healed now, he's just completely turned it on and he's, he's playing completely lights out. So got to give props to Manny. I mean, he's really carrying this team and and with Fernando out, I mean, he's been the spark of the offense most nights. I mean, I know we've seen Austin Nola come out and it looked really good lately. And, you know, there's been some, and Adam Frazier's, you know, had some, some really good games. Also Eric Hosmer has had some really good games, but the guy that's consistently doing it, and doing it in pretty much, you know, it seems like a big moment for Manny Machado happens every single night. So really, really impressive stuff from him. But anything else you guys want to add? Yeah. Uh, he also just does more than just a bat in the glove. He's a great clubhouse presence. You know, we saw him with kind of Snell, like, hey, you're pitching too slow. You need to pick it up for me. 
and still had probably his best outing of the year. And it was, I don't know if that's a coincidence or not, but hey, you know what? Manny Machado was there. He said something, and Snow happened to have his best outing. So credit to Manny Machado for that. <laughs> yeah, you know, you could, you could all, I think we could all agree, and we could all say Fernando is the, is the electricity. He's the heart and soul of this Padres team for sure. Um, and I think I think we could all agree with that. But when you look at outside of that, Manny's probably the rock of this team in terms of how often he plays, the consistency he's brought. You know, whenever whenever he's called upon, whether it's at the plate or on the field, always, always, always comes through. And I mean, you could put Jake in that conversation as well as one of the rocks of this team. But when I think of that guy, I think of Manny, just how consistent he's been all year, and and you know how how he's just showed up and shown like. Let's be real. He has a bunch of haters out there. He's kind of proving them all wrong right now. And that's such a good thing to see, especially those damn Dodger fans who always talk about how much he sucks and all that crap. Well, he's been better than Mookie ever since they signed him. So that's all I got to say about that. All righty. Well, I think that's going to do it for today's segment. Um, and we'll be back. To, you know, I, I don't know. We're recording this a few days in advance, so we'll see kind of what happens. But we'll we'll be having some daily Padres content moving forward. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll talk to you guys very soon.